Welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Oh, this is the podcast where we share What'd you and just wake up? <laughs> the very best in video game music. It's time for another summer edition. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, we're kind of right smack dab in, um, well, I guess technically it's the start of the summer, but to me it feels... Feels like the middle. Right in the middle. Sort of the beginning of July, I always think of as like halfway point for the summer. Today we're going to play nothing but summer jams, summer music. Uh, When I think of summer music, I think a lot of us share a similar connotation. Something really relaxing and laid back and breezy. That's kind of what I think of summer music. Um, Another great option is anything that's tropical themed or beach themed. Is, yeah. is a safe bet. Uh, we did this in season one, so this is a topic that we're coming back to years later, um, having we, we more music. We did it music. in season one as kind of like a celebration of the end of the uh, school calendar year. Um, yeah. That's what was sort of fun about it, but now we're kind of right in the middle of summer. And now this is also fitting, too, you know, a topic called summer music. It actually is really hot today, like up here where we're recording this. So if you hear the faint sound of a fan, hopefully you can excuse that. Hopefully it won't be too loud in the mix. But we do have a fan on because it's just blistering right now. Um, but, you know, that's fitting for this topic. This is going to be a very relaxing playlist of music. Uh, what you guys are listening to right now uh, is an absolute classic. It's from Pebble Beach Golf Links for the Sega Genesis uh, Maybe not an absolute soundtrack. classic, but one that we're very fond of podcast. here on this show. Yeah. It feels like it is, yeah. So that's a golf game that was composed by Shigakazu Kamaki, and that's the menu theme from Pebble Beach. And, yeah, for the most part, we're going to try to um, introduce music that... Um, hasn't been played before but there's going to be a few tracks that have been but um not obviously on our first summer music playlist so it's not a redo episode <laughs> we Definitely just have not. nothing but redos every single week now well yeah i mean once we start running out of ideas <laughs> that might be <laughs> the only alternative let's get into it let's do it okay so first track we're going to move to is from a game that is very summer themed and when I think about this game it just reminds me of summertime playing this very relaxing game it's Super Mario Sunshine right? Very tropical themed game takes place on a tropical vacation that Mario goes on Uh, this was composed by Koji Kondo Um, most of the tracks were composed in in the game by Shinobu Tanaka. Koji Kondo did a small number of tracks um, but but he wrote kind of the main main theme which is Mm-hmm. what uh, most of the music is based off of. Absolutely. So we're going to play Gelato Beach, which is one of the variations on that main theme. Let's take a listen to this track from Mario Sunshine. that ever a summer jam right there that is gelato beach from super mario sunshine this is composed by koji kondo shinobu tanaka also worked on this game uh yeah you know one common element that i hear in a lot of this uh, a lot like, on a lot of the plays you're going to hear today but summer music is that slide guitar kind of feels hawaiian Very it's a so, way yeah. of kind of evoking relaxation for whatever reason it just has that connotation obviously you have you know kind of the latin percussion the steel drums those are all ways to do that as well. See, I sort of wonder what comes first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, it has that connotation with Hawaiian music, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have a vacation connotation with Hawaii because sure. I think a lot of people have kind of been there on vacation. That's kind of what it represents, I think, to mm-hmm. a lot of popular culture. Um, so I think there is that sort of connotation. But I also wonder if there's something inherent in kind of the slide guitar that's very laid back and hmm. kind of 
I mean, either way, you know, they both kind yeah. of fit each other. It's sort of a perfect marriage of emotion and instrument. <laughs> I think this is a very um, effective variation of the main theme. You know, there's a couple changes they do. Obviously, some of the chords, they kind of, they dip it up and down, which again is a way of just, this is a relaxing level. At least, you know, parts of it are. Well, the other thing that I, I'm always such a big fan of, whenever Koji Kondo uh, will sort of rearrange one melody, it somehow always feels so natural that mm -hmm. there's almost no definitive version because each individual melody, even it stands though it's on changed, its own. it stands on its own. It doesn't feel kind of like a bastardized well, version. <laughs> almost, you know, to, to the point where you can't even tell sometimes that it's a variation. Like, right. until years later, like, we played this game Mario 64 was an extreme example of that where it wasn't until years later that I even realized that oh slider is a variation of Bob on Battlefield sure it's just it's so natural and it's so on its own right it's so comfortable in that they, other genre yeah it doesn't really feel like a cop-out it really they are their own mm -hmm. um, pieces and they're fantastic yeah. and I think Koji Kondo in particular has that ability I mean, we talk about mm -hmm. his incredible gift for melody in general but in, sure. in this specific uh, type of thing kind of rearranging the melody it's something that happens all the time in films and games and I think it's not always super seamless absolutely well that's a very relaxing piece of music we're going to keep the relaxation vibes going here for you guys uh, we're going to now move on to Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, a really exciting entry because it brought back um, the veteran series composer David Wise. So it's so wonderful to get new David Wise music, you know, hearing his same kind of uh, style with modern uh, virtual instruments was a lot of fun and really fit the tone of the game quite well. This is a very relaxing track. It's called Shipwreck Shore. And, you know, one of the things that is great about Dave is, you know, he kind of has at times that Americana, bluesy, folky, kind of bluegrassy kind of uh, authenticity that you get with his music. So let's take a listen to this track from Tropical Freeze. <laughs> piece of music so many different uh, genres that are combined in this i hear elements of dixieland elements of blues folk obviously the acoustic guitar um you know some elements of maybe like 60s pop in there uh it's it's very western it's very american sounding and what's interesting is this is the kind of music that you really don't hear just for whatever reason japanese composers are never really able to capture it as as authentically as um Western composers are, and obviously funny, David Wise is an American, <laughs> um, but it's just, I don't know, I feel like his experience with listening to Western music, there's not as much of a dividing line, for some reason, between whether music's from America or, or you know, the UK, like it's just, it's Western music is kind of Western music. Right. Well, I mean, it is very American in its style, I mean, to me, yeah, I mean, there's sort of bluegrass, blues, um, but even some, like, folk music, I mean, this piece kind of reminds me of if something like... Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Yep, yep. Someone's in the mm -hmm. kitchen. You know, it's like something like that. Um, yeah, this is already so uh, classic to me. I think the one thing that's a little bit unfortunate with a lot of this soundtrack is huh. um, the virtual instruments just even already just don't hold up. Sure. You know, you can tell how fake they are. Um, and even going from that Super Mario Sunshine to this, it's almost like that somehow ages better because though the instruments are fake... That they don't fall into that uncanny valley the same way that a lot of that salsa trumpet 
really starts to. But you know what's so fun though is like if you if you're able to see past that, it does feel like David is kind of not really missing a beat at all here oh, as far totally. as the music. Yeah, like, musically, just it's spot on, and just the fact that there's that really fun combination of acoustic guitar. Again, this is another track that has that slide Hawaiian style guitar, and I think the purpose of that in this particular track is to evoke a little bit of the uncertainty, like something's kind of wrong here because this is shipwreck shore. So for me, the slide guitar in this track is evoking the fact that this is shipwreck shore, and there's like it's not a hundred percent happy. So some of sure. like kind of the that uncertainty. I think is evoked by that instrument. But yeah, there's a lot of American pop songs that this uh, reminds me of. A lot of kind of summer-themed pop music. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, we're now going to move on to Etrian Mystery Dungeon, which is a pretty recent 3DS soundtrack, kind of a crossover game between between the Etrian Odyssey series and the Mystery Dungeon series. It was composed by Yuzo Kashiro. This is a very breezy, laid-back piece of music called Asuraga Quarter. And uh, it just kind of feels like a classic summer theme to me. Let's take a listen. Easy, breezy, beautiful. <laughs> this is uh, so relaxing. It kind of borders on easy listening music here. This is Asuraga, Asuraga Quarter from Etrian Mystery Dungeon for the 3DS composed by Yuzo Kishiro. Uh, for me, some of the um, instruments that are really kind of driving home the relaxing summertime feel is the acoustic guitar, the woodwinds, the fact that there's clarinet and oboe, um, piano, drum set. You know, all of that comes together to create something that's very lighthearted, and uh, just relaxing. I mean, I feel like if any one of those elements wasn't in there, it wouldn't quite drive home that feeling uh, as well as it does. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The The instrument doubling is particularly interesting in this track because they almost kind of come together to create new timbres. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost sounds like um, a new type of instrument, you know, when everything is doubled together. It's a really beautiful piece of music. Um, it's It definitely feels like it's not trying to take center stage of like, oh, listen to this piece of music. It feels like it's servicing uh, the game experience. So, you know, I think a lot of this music today is going to fit really well in the background. So if you're at work or if you're just hanging out, driving, uh, this is going to be a really good playlist. This might be another one to do one of those Mercado mixtapes down the road for. Yeah. I particularly love this, like, chorus melodic yeah. idea, how sort pretty. of restrained it is. It's really well, isn't catchy Isn't it nice and with so many of these modern 3DS soundtracks to get all real performance here? Like, yeah. it's really awesome. And something that was not the case even a few years ago, so... That's great. Uh, oh, this is awesome. We're now going to move on to a track from a very novel piece of music from Sonic Unleashed, actually. Uh, again, uh, real performance. A lot of the music today, real performance. And man, this is relaxing here. Uh, this is uh, The name of this piece of music is Apotos Night, and it was composed by Sega composer Fumi Kumitani. Enjoy. <laughs>
the stuff. Carl, that's sitting, so creepy whenever you do that. <laughs> sitting on a hammock, glass of lemonade next to you. This is a Potos Night. I wasn't trying to be creepy. Sometimes it just happens. From Sonic Unleashed, composed by the wonderful uh, Fumi Kumatani. Oh, believe me, you don't have to try. This is such a great piece of music. I really love the performance, the composition. Kind of reminds me of some 60s Latin music, like Bossa Nova, particularly Brazilian um, in general. Uh, it's it's really accessible, though, and it's, I don't know, it's just so wonderful. It's that kind this... of lulling me into a state where I, I want to fall asleep, but it's like perfect, you know, beach, summer In a good way, music. yeah. I'm just <laughs> it's just really into a good. deep sleep. Yeah, no, I don't know. just 45 minutes of silence. <laughs> that would be so fun. This song keeps looping for 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, I can't believe this is in a modern Sonic game. It, it sounds so different than most of the Unleashed soundtrack. Right. Uh, when I saw that it was from... I think I came. It came up somewhere. I was listening to it, and then I saw that it was Sonic Unleashed, and I was like, "Well, now I have to include it just for the fact that it's this is Sonic Unleashed." Right. Yeah. What's unleashed about this? <laughs> this is very much leashed. <laughs> it's so leashed. It's great. All right, we're gonna keep the relaxation going. Okay, this is a little bit of a different tone here. We're gonna move back to the Super Nintendo, to Kirby Superstar, such a classic soundtrack, man. Uh, This was composed by Jun Ishikawa and Dan Miyakawa. This is Grape Garden, which is kind of a variation of a couple different uh, Kirby themes, I believe, but it kind of weaves together to create its own piece of music. Grape Garden from Kirby Superstar. guys are listening to Grape Garden from Kirby Superstar, composed by Jun Ishikawa and Dan Miyakawa. Such a bubbly piece of music. I just love, oh gosh, I just, such a big fan, obviously, of the 16-bit Kirby uh, music. You know, I made a whole album because I was so inspired by the particular style that was evoked in this game and Dreamland 3, particularly. I don't know, it's just very engaging and jazzy and catchy, and it's a specific combination of, like, the chord changes are so all over the place and so, like, kind of almost sometimes hard to even listen to you know upon the first listen they just they move so freely but the way that the melodies are able to kind of ground the piece and make it feel catchy is i think very impressive yeah i i really agree what's nice about this is a lot of the music we've been playing today has sort of a tropical sound to it Mm -hmm. and this you could argue has that a little bit Mm -hmm. but i think kirby again the topic today is is not necessarily tropical music or beach Mm -hmm. music it's just summer music and to me when i think about summer i think of positive lively sunshine is really what i and that's what what kirby is all about this chord progression this kind of nintendo-y mario kart chord Mm -hmm. progression to me is like the epitome of sunshine harmonically absolutely dude you said it yeah that's the same thing i think about when i think about summer jams for sure uh there's going to be some tracks later on that will be uh, a little bit of different vibe um but definitely feel like summertime okay so now we're going to move on to a beach track um this is from new super mario brothers i think we're going to have some interesting things to say about this piece of music it's fun at the beach from the first game, uh, which came out for the DS, and the composers were Asuka Oda and Hajime Wakai. Let's take a listen to Fun at the Beach.
you know, ever since the dawn of the Super NES and its sample channels, um, it, it just, the Mario series just really came alive as far as, like, the soundscapes, you know? So a track like this is so wonderful because it's hearkening back to the 8-bit era. There was that one section that had the pulse lead kind of classic NES-sounding instrument. Mixed, right here, you're hearing it, mixed with the steel drums, which were first introduced in Super Mario World. Um, it really is able to feel much uh, kind of more, I guess, authentic to a specific musical genre. But it's that Mario balance where it still right. feels like the genre here is Mario music. That's that's what the genre is. Right. I mean, I think like a lot of, um, we've talked about this before with Mario Kart music or just kind of when other composers try to do Koji Kondo, it's much notier and like busy and less simple. Mm -hmm. But this is, I love this track. I think it's incredibly catchy. I really like the music to this game in general. I do too. I think it's really... Um, it's probably my you know favorite funny? in the new Super It's definitely Mario my movies. favorite in the series. As the years go on, the more I appreciate this original new Super Mario Bros. Sure. Because I think when it came out, it was great and it was serviceable. Um, and I, for some reason, didn't really think that much about the music. Not positive or negative. I just didn't right. think Again, that much we about so it. Again, we were so spoiled. And, we're like, um, we're playing a Mario mm -hmm. game. It better have good music. But then the subsequent entries came out and each one got probably worse and worse potentially uh, mm -hmm. or just to the point where they were kind of doing the same like cliche where when you go back to this a lot of inspired music and this there's sure. sections of this that really feel like classic or, Super yeah or things me. that became cliches just because they were kind of doing Laziness. a photocopy of this soundtrack sure and eventually <laughs> like that inspiration sort like of for example away. the vocal the ha ha those vocal right sound it was effects. charming i think on the ds but I don't know if it needed to be a staple of the entire, you know, like, four-game series. Well, sometimes that's really tricky. Like, when you do something that is, for whatever reason, iconic, and you try to go in a different direction, sometimes you find yourself, oh, it's just, it's not New Super Mario Brothers unless I have that vocal thing. Sure. So it's like, I've been in projects before where that happens, and you don't necessarily plan on that happening, but sometimes there's something you adopt early on, and you just... It just becomes part of the sound. I, I totally, I, I understand that. I think it's just like what that sound is, is probably not all that it could be. <laughs> but I, I really, I, I, I do like this game and I think the soundtrack is pretty solid. And, yep. and this is one of my favorite tracks. All right, you guys ready to dance? I am. We're going to now move on to De Blob 2, which is such a delightful score from John Guscott. Uh, just, just amazing stuff. This is Paint Party from De Blob 2. Here we go. You guys are listening to Paint Party from The Blob 2, which came out for the Wii. This is composed by John Guscott. Gosh, he just nails this entire soundtrack. So many great jams on this. Uh, this, I just, there's so many things. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give the floor to Will here. Will, what are some of the things that you enjoyed about uh, Paint Party? Well, I love all the performance, but in general, um, the thing that was sort of striking me is kind of a blob or a blending of styles was in general, most of the music, it kind of feels like uh, Cuban or Afro-Cuban music, mm -hmm. but yet that drum set part is very kind of like rock. traditional straight ahead rock yeah. rock beat but mixed with that kind of auxiliary hand percussion the congas, yeah. and that's something I found to be kind of interesting because musically it almost is is so um, in line with your expectations for that type of Latin music sure that uh, it, it might sort of sound like stock or like sure. production yeah, music, which it, isn't a which bad thing. Now here he's moving into an actual Latin beat, but for right. most of the song, you're right. He but wasn't. for most of it, I think that's something that helps kind of ground it um, 
in make it feel modern and make it feel like it was written for the game. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's a, a good or bad thing. I just think it's something to help characterize, you know, this specific sound. Now, Will, if you were going to a paint party, what do you think that would entail? Like, <laughs> what is a paint party, I wonder? I haven't played this game. I know it has to do with paint. Well, you know, plenty of brass. Um, <laughs> Maybe a paintball party. <laughs> I've been to plenty of those before. All right, now we're going to move on to another very tropical-themed piece of music. And something about the beginning of this track always kind of makes me feel like... It just, for some reason, reminds me of, like, it's School's Out, you know? And it's just like, let's just party. Let's just celebrate. Is it um, the song School's Out? <laughs> yeah, something about it. No, no, <laughs> what no. What is this cryptic um, message? It's just a really fun piece of music. Uh, this is from Sonic CD, and it is the, the Japanese version. Yeah, it, I don't know if some of you are aware of this, but... The different versions are uh, so uh, polarizing. Like the the Japanese and I believe European soundtracks are good. You know, quite quite good. Uh, the the U.S. <laughs> soundtrack is not not so good. At least at least for this particular track. Um, but so this is the Japanese version. It's Palm Tree Panic Present, which I believe is the first stage in Sonic CD, composed by Neofumi Hitaya and Masafumi Agata. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Palm Tree Panic, present from Sonic CD. This was composed by Neofumi Hitaya and Masafumi Ogata. You know, when you're saying present, it sounds like you're like checking yourself off for attendance. Present, yeah. I did I did mention that this reminds me of the last day of school for some reason. Um, no, there's different versions. There's past, there's good future, bad future. Oh, no, I understand. Um, it just sounds like well, you're saying, I'm Carl Brewman. Present. Present. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how this compares to Sonic music uh, that had come before. You know, at this time, Sonic CD comes out. Uh, people are getting excited about, you know, CD technology. So for the music... It kind of strikes. It kind of strikes me as okay, guys. Let's just try to make it really sound impressive. And, and by impressive, you mean worse. Well, I mean, not a lot of uh, effort. I think went into let's try to uphold the same tradition that we let's. That to doesn't me, sound though, really anything like the end result is that it, it's it's cheesier because again, it falls in that uncanny valley that a lot of that red book CD audio stuff does from that era where it sounds yep. like way too much like old pop music and mm-hmm. a lot of the production techniques that um, they thought would make it sound modern and big and expensive like all that reverb and sure. all those synths and all the different samples and everything would make it sound good now starts to really date it where sure. to me when I'm listening to you know Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles it doesn't sound any older than it did in 94. I think the reason for that is since they had to use an FM sound chip, uh, there was no way that it was ever going to fully be authentic to an outside genre. They got pretty dang close with some of the MJ kind of New Jack Swing stuff. Right. But it always was this particular like VG style fusion. Sure. Uh, and that is kind of a timeless thing that we've talked about on the podcast where once you start to rely on timely traditions like late 90s or, or, or you know, late 80s, early 90s, you know, production stuff. Once mm-hmm. you move out of that era, it's like it's really clear. Like you know, you listen to an old like Glorious Estefan song, like Conga or something, and it's just seeped in just a, such a high amount of cheese that at the time probably wasn't really there, but it is now. Right? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> God, I really enjoyed how you put that. Uh, but <laughs> also, I mean, I just think um, the music itself to me is is not as good. And I know there are people out there. Trust me, I've I've read the emails. We've read that, the emails, guys. Some uh, of you that, love Sonic CD. That yeah, just like Sonic CD is the best. Well, Sonic it's interesting. Soundtrack. You know, I'm the resident like Sonic music fan. I've spent so many hours trying to capture certain stylistic things. And yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you, Will. Sonic CD never did it for me. I, I've listened to it um, both versions. <laughs> And it's just, it doesn't really capture what I personally love about Sonic music. Which um, is like, you know, great melodies and like it's just a funky, specific, simple grooves. It's a specific type of interaction and energy that um, I just, this is this is a cool track. That's why I included it. I well, actually I like it, this piece of music. Also, to, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I like this too. But the, one of the th- reasons it doesn't feel like Sonic music to me is if I could distill the essence of Sonic music in one word, it would be the word cool. Sure. You know, cool meaning that it feels contemporary and hip. And that's and not what it, this is. But also timeless. Like the word cool itself, you know, it's been, it's like the only word that has never changed. You know, you have mm-hmm. like far out and groovy and all, all those things that, you know, are there for maybe a year or two or a decade and then phase. But cool is there for every generation. And to me, that's why I describe Sonic music that way, because it feels very fresh and exciting and new, but it's also timeless and it doesn't date itself the and, way something And that like reminds me, guys, you should check out our other sister podcast, The Evolution of Slang. We yeah, talk the evolution about the history. of slang and language. Uh, no, just kidding. Okay, so let's move on to something else. And again, featuring some kind of laid back kind of just wait do you actually want to start a new podcast uh, we could call it slanguage slanguage that's not let's get on it let's let's start workshopping that that's not a bad idea um this is another track that features some kind of very relaxing slide guitar that kind of makes me feel like i'm a little bit nebulous this is from rhythm heaven and it was composed by masami yone uh shinji yoshiroda and asuka ito carl i wonder when you die do you think you'll go to rhythm heaven i sure hope so especially if this track is any indication this is chorus men summer from rhythm heaven killer piece of music i love that this is chorus men summer don't know why it's called that but uh that's the reason why it's included uh today from rhythm heaven uh this was composed by masame yoni shinji yushiroda in asuka ito will isn't this just delightful absolutely you, you know it's funny that slide guitar having sort of a tropical relaxing connotation also a country connotation and i think maybe because of that country um connotation but also just innately Uh, there's kind of like a goofy, silly, humble sound to it. It, To me, it reminds me a lot of the music of SpongeBob SquarePants that uses, you know, slide guitar almost for like comic effect Mm -hmm. to kind of emphasize how silly Mm -hmm. the, um, the characters in the show are. Um, but that, that slide guitar really kind of has a dual purpose. And to me, not only this melody, but kind of where it's sliding and the specific sound of uh, that uh, steel guitar, it really has this kind of like, I don't know, this sort of bashful quality to it, I guess. I totally know what you mean. Uh, you know, and that actually, what that reminds me of is there's a really good example, like a modern example of um, of the slide guitar. It's actually in the most recent Ratatat album. I don't know if you're will if you're a fan of Ratatat, but they have a recent album that came out last year called uh, Magnifique. And there's a lot of really cool slide guitar, and they're like kind of like a electronic kind of rock sure. band. But yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah, really I mean, laid I would back. like to correct your French. It's Magnifique, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, you say it however you want. No, 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 no. It's fine. 
Magnifique you. Um, <laughs> oh, are you going to bleep that? Or is no, that, on the uh, line? that actually, if we would have had a podcast that was just on music, I would have definitely included that in the Summer Jam episode because some of those tunes on, the, on that album are definitely Summer Jams for sure. Yeah. If anyone's interested, check out the song uh, Drift. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. All right, so now let's move on to Mario Kart 8, and we're going to play Animal Crossing Summer. And this particular track was composed by Atsuko Asahi. Here we go. Joyous piece of music. You guys are listening to Animal Crossing Summer from Mario Kart 8, composed by Atsuko Asahi. Gosh, this is so wonderful. Really, I think one of the most exciting tracks in the entire game. You know, it's interesting that it comes from the it's like a later DLC that was I think released like a year later. It's disc two of the soundtrack the official soundtrack to Mario Kart 8. But some of that disc two stuff is some of the best stuff that was included. So great. Yeah, I think one of the things that gives this a summer connotation to me is actually that acoustic guitar and the specific playing when it kind of slides up and stuff. Also, just mixed with the other instruments and the tambourine and everything, it gives it, I guess, again, a tropical Well, the fact that this title, the name of this track is Summer, that that was the intention in the placement, it's so awesome to hear, like, summer cliches. They actually do exist summertime cliches that you're kind of hearing in this track the use of the acoustic guitar the way that it's harmonized even i think that melody kind of reminds me of um just summer themed pop music again like there there are certain songs that you always hear like what's that one classic song that's in uh the beginning of schools out no the summer the matchstick men song uh summer wind blown in you know it just there's even that guitar melody kind of reminded me of that song for some reason oh schools um, out schools for summer gotcha. well you really want us to play schools out don't you <laughs> i wonder I if there would ever be a topic well on this maybe podcast. that can be the theme song for slanguages slanguages oh my god maybe slanguage that makes well, no sense we at still all. have to workshop this okay slanguage.org let's By move the time on to super fantasy zone for the sega genesis this entire soundtrack would fit for a summer-themed episode, in my opinion. But this one definitely fits, too. This is Fresh Melon. I could go for some Fresh Melon. This is from Super Fantasy Zone, composed by Naoki Kadaka. is the happiest thing ever you guys are listening to fresh melon from super fantasy zone uh by the wonderful naoki kadaka um such a legend yeah this soundtrack is so full of life and color it's just one of the most fun genesis soundtracks i can think of offhand i just keep going back to it and it's just infinitely entertaining i just absolutely adore this yeah. soundtrack we never Same played this here. track before oh this is wonderful and it's great to get the sonic ring sound to make an appearance <laughs> as an actual melody well what do you think about this track fresh melon it's debut on the Super Mario bros 
God, I love it. I like the dun 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 dun. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so catchy. Really cute. Um, everything about it, I adore. I yeah, you know, there's a very the there's a simple rhythmic thing that happens that is so effective. Most of the song is do da do da do da do da 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 da. That, that one measure where they where they stop and they only play the offbeats, I think that is incredibly effective. Also, to me, that B section has a way of feeling... It, it avoids sort of the predictable sequence. The melody is very carefully crafted. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that makes it really satisfying to me upon multiple listens. Boodles of fun here. Ultimate summer music. Okay, so, guys, I couldn't be more excited because this means it's more relaxing fun but it's also time for this week's track of the week. This comes to us from Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Uh, classic choice for summer jams, right, Will? Um, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But this particular track, um, it could not be chiller. It could not be groovier. Could not be uh, funkier, groovier. <laughs> it's More a of a solid jam. Pretty solid impression there, Will. This track is called Sea Breeze, and I think we're all just going to sit back, close our eyes, and enjoy the summer jam. This comes to us from the composer outside of video games. This is a licensed song. Uh, Sergey Mantis. Let's take a listen to Sea Breeze. for absolutely love this piece of music this week's track of the week it's called sea breeze it's composed by sergey mantis from metal gear solid 3 i still can't Snake believe that's Eater. a real name it sounds like one of those like, prank be. names that you tell somebody <laughs> to like spell out and it's really a secret message that makes I, you look like an ass yeah i i think this has a romantic connotation in the game if i'm not mistaken but um, oh my gosh, this is so tasty and groovy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that guitar, it sounds like a strat to me. Um, I love the tone of it. I love the melody, the head, the chords, the soloing. It's just absolutely tasty. This is a summer jam. Yeah, I, I love that piano. It, it sounds like a, a Steinway to me. Uh, I think it's great. <laughs> no, I'm just Every single instrument we hear, we try to make a claim. <laughs> oh, oh my those God. brushes on the snare, that's definitely a, it's definitely a Yamaha. Good gosh. Definitely a steel Yamaha. Gosh, isn't this a great head? It's wonderful. No, this this tune is, is so um, legit and authentic that I was like, wait, this is from yeah, Snake Eater? I know it's licensed, but like this isn't an old standard, but it's sure it could be. It's good enough to be an old jazz standard, right? Yeah, what function in a game could this serve? Let us know, guys. Andrew Lean, I know you're a fan of this game. Let us know. Calling out, name dropping. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, anyone else? Yeah. Anyone else? Feel free to let us know. Whoever whoever tells us first gets a prize. No, you don't. <laughs> he lies. We have no money. Okay. Um. Now Patreon. we're gonna move Support on, us on Patreon to one of our favorites. This is Rudra no Hiho, kind of an obscure Japanese-only Super Famicom title that we are a big fan of, composed by Ryuji Sasai. The name of this track uh, is called Place in the Sun. Hmm, that sounds relaxing. Let's take a listen. 
Interesting change of pace from what we've heard today. Uh, really, it was included for the, the choice of the title. The name of this track is Place in the Sun. Thought that was fitting. From Rudra no Hiho, composed by Ryuji Sasai. This is a Japanese-only 16-bit game that has a beautiful score. Will, what are your thoughts on uh, Place in the Sun? For me, that section there reminded me a lot of Pomp and Circumstance. I don't know if you agreed. Sure, yeah. I can totally hear that sort of similar um, chord movement. Mm-hmm. I really am a big fan of this soundtrack. I know the three of us, you, myself, and Marty, all actually really like yes. Roger no Hiho. I, this is one I wasn't too familiar with. I feel like I've gone through the whole soundtrack, but this isn't one that stuck mm-hmm. out in my mind. And I think it's just because... <laughs> Typically, when I think of the soundtrack, I think of a lot of more darker, kind of emotional, orchestral-sounding yes. uh, music, and, and something so kind of this. light and cheery definitely is not what yeah, I think of. Yeah, this is an old pull. This comes to us from, I think, episode 18, our first Imports episode, when I discovered Ruja no Hiho, and whew, I'll never forget, you were sitting on that chair in my old apartment, and I played to you, uh, it was like Echoes or something, and you were just like, holy crap. The one that's like, a lot like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, my gosh, that's so good. All right, folks, let's move on to another track. This comes to us from Pokemon Black and White version 2. Hmm, okay. So they just weren't satisfied with the original Pokemon Black and White. They updated it for some reason. This is Route 19 Summer, composed by Hitomi Sato. You guys are listening to Route 19 Summer. This comes to us from Pokemon Black and White Version 2 for the DS, I want to say. This is composed by Hitomi Sato, which is not a name that uh, is synonymous in my mind with the Pokemon series. But hey, you know, it's always great to feature more Pokemon music. You know, that's a huge mammoth series. Um, So, you know, every, every once in a while, it's good to check in and play some music from it. Yep. Will, what are your thoughts on, um the Pokemon series as far as uh, let's just talk about the music kind of it definitely feels like it has its own kind of aesthetic don't you don't you think well yeah let me read from the essay that I have in front of me no uh, <laughs> gosh I know you it's not your, one you and your questions well, here's, the th- here's the reason I ask because I know it's not one that's particularly near and dear to either of our hearts but we've done episodes on it which uh, again is why it. that question makes me so comfortable <laughs> They're just you. What, sorry, what are sorry. some of your honest thoughts about Pokemon music? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it I, I like. It, it kind of feels to me again since I didn't grow up playing those games. There's mm-hmm. a lot of lost Nintendo gems. Um, as an outsider, I will say uh, there hasn't really been anything I've heard that's really hooked me. That's made me feel like wow, you know, this soundtrack is amazing, or mm-hmm. this piece is among my favorites. It could just be because. You know, I haven't played the games and maybe if there's other, you know, video game music soundtracks that I'm a big fan of that are, you know, it's only nostalgia. So I I can totally relate and understand to that. Um, But yeah, for some reason, it's just... It's never been like my favorite. I don't. I don't have a problem with yeah, Go Ichinos though, or any of those guys. Sure. Yeah. I think that Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, the GBA one, is pretty dang great. Yeah, right. There's a lot of really solid tracks on that one. That's might be my favorite um, Pokemon score. Um, but no, I tend to agree with you. Definitely some pretty stuff. Um, when you compare it to other Nintendo series, it do, it does kind of fall a little bit short. Um, I really like the main theme, not and not mm-hmm. just the American theme song, but the actual like uh, main theme. You know that you would get in like the Smash Brothers games or the yeah. Japanese version. God, it's a great theme. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, I think it's such a huge well to draw from. So it's just it's it's just awesome that there's so many titles. Uh, okay, this is a really great remix um, of a classic summer jam. I first thought about playing the original, but since we just did a last week arcade music, I was like, well, this is an arcade track. It'd be cool if I could switch it up and do like another version of it. So I was doing some digging and I found a remix by Richard Jakes. 
So it's an OutRun track, but it was featured in OutRun 2, which was an Xbox game. And Richard Jakes did this remix of Passing Breeze, which was that really slow, relaxing kind of summer sounding theme and he does a euro kind of house remix of it so good let's take wow, a listen the amount to... of explaining that went to that connecting one chain to another it's like the da vinci code i wanted to play <laughs> that music from raiders of the lost ark the... but i got there didn't i we finally no, it was, got there it's wonderful i felt like yeah let's go on an adventure so Tell let's me take a listen this. to outrun to passing breeze euro remix Killing it, folks. Richard Jakes. Wow, this guy is Who a originally beast. composed this? This was originally composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi, Hero. The original Outrun. Oh my gosh. Such a wonderful composition, but I really think that Richard here is elevating it to a new level. The fact that it's this Euro House remix, something, I don't know why that feels so natural. The melody and chords are of, uh, you know, like a jazz standard style. So it feels like this kind of very well-composed, beautiful, romantic piece of music. Something about having that with this dance beat is just... It's a summer jam. It's awesome. Yeah, this this is the greatest thing I've ever freaking heard. Oh, so good. Everything about it, like, is just so satisfying. Really catchy, so groovy, great dancey beat. Oh, I just... I, I can't stop smiling. It's it makes so me good. so happy. Oh, my gosh. Richard Jakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that I, is how you pronounce his name. You're welcome that we just brightened your day with that. But yeah. uh, you should really I don't know why he give your thanks to way. Richard Jakes. He he chooses to pronounce his name that way. I think a lot of people would Jacques. Yeah, would would have assumed otherwise. I think we did originally back in the day. We used Richard to, Jacques. Yeah. And then we heard interviews with them. <laughs> that's kind of a that's a funny thing to do. Oh no, it's it's Jakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that would get a little pretentious, you know, if you're if you're British and you kept saying your name was Jacques. Yeah, that is kind of silly, especially if it's your last name. Jacques Jakes. <laughs> They're both spelled the same. Well, I actually, I had a friend named Jacques, like J-O-C-K, like not like Jacques, but and so he, his name could be Jacques Jacques. Obviously, he never played a sport in his life, right? He did. Uh, that's actually how I knew him. Uh, oh, oh, you're being sarcastic. Okay, let's move on. Now let's move on to a baseball game. You know, when I think of summer, what's something that comes to mind? Baseball, right? Used to play baseball, obviously going to baseball games. So yeah, I wanted to feature one baseball uh, track. That definitely had a slot in my little uh, playlist, right? So this is a new one I've never heard of. It's for the NES. <laughs> really new. It's called Nanatate Baseball. And after the word Nanatate, there's two exclamation points. Baseball. And it was composed by Naoki Kadaka again, Ooh. as well as Naohiso Moroda. This is the main theme. Are you ready, Naoki Will? Kadaka. I smell a, a composer spotlight coming up soon. I also smell that. I also smell something else, which I'll talk to you about later. Just kidding. Uh, Will, are you ready for this track? Yeah, I am now. Um, yeah, thanks.
That's a sweet piece of music. You guys are listening to the main theme from Nante Tate Baseball for the NES. Yay, baseball! <laughs> this doesn't sound anything like baseball. Another reason why I picked it. A lot of the baseball music I was listening to for the NES, there's a crap load of baseball games, by the way, for the NES. And um, and a lot of it is kind of what you would expect. Like, a lot of crowd music, like, dun 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 and just kind of whatever, throwaway stuff. Or just really kind of early arcade, like like kind of simple, clue land kind of stuff. But this was so different, and the fact that it had that sampled Sunsoft bass, I just I couldn't resist it. It's very summery though. It's perfect for our summer music. You know, what's interesting about that sampled NES bass? It's so compressed and like distorted. I will say it sounds worse a percussive sound. But don't you think it sounds worse here than it does in some of the other uses? I think it's also kind of the context here, uh, the mm-hmm. range. But the thing is, I, it does get sort of a dual purpose. I think one of the reasons the kind of like the rhythm section, I guess you could say, feels so locked in is that every single bass attack almost sounds like it has a drum attack because yeah. there's a lot of like white noise yeah. mixed in with every single sample. And since we are kind of been trained to hear white noise as like a hi-hat or a snare drum, mm-hmm. that whenever you hear a bass attack, it almost sounds like there's a drum playing as well. It's a nice little obscure gem there. I'm glad I found that. Uh, listen to a lot of kind of crappy baseball games out to get there. So, got there. Um, okay, cool. This is a game I absolutely love. I had a great time with this last year. Yoshi's Woolly World. And the, the, really the entirety of the soundtrack could be featured today because it's just wonderful laid-back summer music. Uh, very heavily reliant on the acoustic guitar, which is an instrument we've heard a lot today. This is a track we haven't played before. It wasn't on our spotlight. Um, it's called Nitty Naughty Windmill Hill, and it's it's really relaxing and it's just it's a good uh it's a good summer jam it's really relaxing it's just a good track for this playlist it was composed by Tamoya Tamita let's take a listen Yet another example of the slide guitar in today's playlist. That really kind of says something. It's a great way to evoke summer. The relaxation is what I'm hearing in this track. I remember when I played this level, it just kind of made me at ease. Like, I was not worried about dying. I wasn't worried about getting everything. I just was enjoying myself. Can't you not die in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can die. Uh, God, I love that little synth. Isn't that so great? It's so catchy. Now, this <laughs> so is a great cute. example of... Yoshi music because it's goofy and that goofiness is is carried across with that instrument but it's still well composed and like beautiful oh totally I don't know it's just not a throwaway piece of music oh not you at know? all and, I mean really to me it's such a tasteful composer and musician really um, I have a feeling he plays some of the instruments um, that you hear in the score just Oh my gosh, such a delightful yeah, Once again that piano, uh, it sounds like a Yamaha C7. Oh hush um, now No <laughs> What if it actually is, though? What if I'm right? Isn't this a wonderful piece of music? Yeah, I, I was a little bit sad that uh, it got axed in our spotlight because there's just so many great pieces, you know? We could only play, like, 20 right. of them. 
Uh, one this other has an track. Amazing melody, I think. Uh, there's two. There was two that I was trying to decide today from this. It was this, and there's an unused stage theme. I think it's unused stage five. Uh, it's kind of a reggae groove, and it's so good. So maybe in an upcoming show and tell, I'll try to do that. Yeah, maybe well, guys, a reggae episode. A reggae beat. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the last track of the day, and. Definitely stick around for not only this, but stick around for our playout track too. This is from Ganbar Goemon DS, and this is such a summer jam. This really makes me feel good. Uh, it is called The Friendly Painter's Journey, and it was composed by Tomowaki Hirono. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> Ultimate summer jam. Guys, I had such a great time today. I feel so relaxed. Hopefully you haven't died from heat stroke. Hopefully you haven't died, or also hopefully you haven't fallen asleep. But if you have, I'll kind of consider our job well done. Um, This last track was from Gonbar Goemon DS. This was a wonderful playlist because it had some old, some new. It was weird how cohesive it ended up being, like so much acoustic guitar and so much slide guitar. I wasn't planning on that, but it just kind of ended up feeling kind of cohesive. So there's some kind of things that I think maybe we've all learned about what makes good summer music. Yeah, I think we had a really fun time today, but guys, I think we got to get going. Uh, Carl and I need to seek some shelter and hopefully some air conditioning. Absolutely. We're going to play you guys out with a track that we composed, which is going to transition nicely to next week's topic, which is Original Showcase. It's getting to be that time of the season again. We're going to play you out with a track of ours called Surfing at Sunset, which is a great summer jam. So this is composed by us. We're going to leave you with this. Uh, Feel free to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, head on over to our website, supermercadobros.com. You can leave us an iTunes review, uh, send us an email. Uh, We've gotten some nice emails lately from some new fans, so thanks everybody for um, all your nice emails and comments and everything. Uh, yeah, this has been so much fun. We'll talk to you guys next week. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great, relaxing, safe, enjoyable, fun week, everybody. Peace out. Mm-hmm.